Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. All right, I got something to tell you guys real quick. What's up, fool? So I go to the kitchen, right? And I'm getting a cup of coffee, whatever. You know, we have a coffee machine there. And then Tiffany Silva's there, you know, one of the MCs back there. She's wearing a Viking sweater. She's like, hey, buddy. Like, Ooh, go I Vikings. Like I was like, Whoa. I like that. <laughs> yeah. Calling you out. Exactly. I said, hey, Tiffany, so maybe you should join me today at 5 p.m. and we can watch this game together. <laughs> That's right. You know, I'm going to be hosting this Monday night football watch party at the Hollywood Park Casino. You should come and join me 5 p.m. and bring your Viking sweater with you. Then we can watch it together and then see who, uh, you know, who uh, who's going to win tonight. So, yeah. again? Tonight, 5 p.m., Hollywood Park Casino. And, uh, yeah, let's uh, come join me, watch the party, Niners, Vikings, and, uh, you know, just Let's go have a beer. Some They have food there, too. And you have a shot to win a, a million bucks, part of our million mon- million dollar money. That's it. That's contest. it. I have trouble saying yeah, that. That's not, that doesn't roll off it's your like tongue. It's like mean intra squad Exactly. Squimmage. That's your version of <laughs> so squimmage. million dollar money contest. You have a shot to be, uh, win a million bucks. And uh, today, 5 p.m., Hollywood Park Casino, eat, drink, and play. Or you mentioned that they have food there. They have good food there. They do. Yeah, the food Calamari? there is, the, is the really, wings, really good. Oh, the, wings the wings are, are really oh, good. Man, yes. Yeah, for sure. Do some damage. Was when Tiffany you're out there? doing the skull thing? No. Like <laughs> clapping over her head when she walked in to get her uh, her coffee. <laughs> she was just thinking like she she has a white sweater. She goes she goes like this. Oh, look, check this out, Vikings. I'm like go Vikings. Good luck tonight, buddy. I was like, All right. awesome. <laughs> no, that is that is something else. Here's a quick tweet, sleeve. Uh, okay. Brandon writes. When is ESPN hosting its beer die tournament? I think you and Slee could win it all. You'd be good at it. Yeah. You'd be good at it. We need to figure out what the uh, how to break it up because we it took us like one pickleball match to figure out how we. Well, I was going to say, this is up. this like pickleball where you just dominate the net and I'm just hitting anything else that no, gets past but, you? No, but what we would do is I think we'd do like a uh, we'd break it into thirds. Okay. You need to cover two thirds. If I only had to cover a third, yeah. I think I'd be a little better. You can cover two-thirds easily, I think, because Bobby was basically having to cover like three-quarters of it because he's you know, he's pretty quick and all these. But I think you'd I'm be good practicing. at it. I think we'd be good at it. Get a couple of uh, ultras in you, and I think that That's much it. like pickleball, you're ready to go. That's all you need. Just so ultras. you, you want to hire Dave Roberts for the Padres? Is that okay, what you let want? Me, let, me, let me tell you what's happening here, okay? By the way, what a you-know-what show down in San Diego so right after the Padres get eliminated, they hold a presser. Everybody, we we you know obviously broke down um, the presser from the Dodgers with Andrew Friedman, which was Don't last week. Me. Padres do the same thing. They just got to do theirs a little earlier because they didn't make the playoffs because they have a four hundred million dollar payroll. <laughs> so AJ Preller said that Bob Melvin's coming back. Bob Melvin has a quote out there and says something to the effect of like, "Yeah, I'm going to be coming back." But I don't know how sold everybody you was. You didn't believe it at the time. No, because there was also a reporter out of San Francisco saying that this is, you know, Kapler obviously gets booted right before the season ends. He has history in the Bay Area, also has history, I think, has also history with um, with the uh, with the GM up in San Francisco. Farhan Zaidi. There you go. Okay, so then a, a report comes out that, I think yesterday it came out during all the football games that the Padres have allowed Bob Melvin to interview 
or or uh, seeks permission or whatever. The Giants were seeking permission from the Padres. And the Padres, thumbs up. And they said yes. So that doesn't usually happen. <laughs> and then you end him. up <laughs> yeah. going back to the team that you're at. And by the way, this is part of A.J. Preller's thing. A.J. Preller's had a lot of different managers over the course of the tenure that he's been there. Third longest tenure as GM so far in Major League Baseball. What justifies that? I don't know what that is. So it looks like um, Melvin might have a good chance of going up and, and staying within the division. Hey, this is relative to the to the Dodgers. It's relative to the Padres. I mean, this is Bob Melvin's had a long history, sure. and he might be managing the Giants. Let, let, me, let me ask this question to you. If I said, what percentage do you think of Dodger fans would have preferred that the Dodgers made a change at manager? If I said that just you put out a poll and it was Dodger fans that are out there, do you want to see a change that removed Dave Roberts? This isn't a question, is Dave Roberts good, is he not, is it this? It's Time for a change. Is it time for a change? What percentage of Dodger fans would say, let's replace the manager? I would think it's between 60 and 65%. Okay. So, by the way, we put one up. Parker put one up. Not to, it's around 60%. Yeah. Around 60%. That's so a pretty good guess by Pretty damn morning. good guess. Yeah. Which, actually, i got to be honest with you, that's lower than I thought. I really actually thought it would be more. We spent how much time... In this market, and this is even you, you said the Lance Lynn moment was the last straw for you that he kept him in there. I think there are plenty of straws before that. You have Andrew Freeman saying, is this really the narrative? Is Dave Roberts making the decisions? Uh-huh. Every single year that the Dodgers lose, the finger is pointed at Dave Roberts before it's pointed anywhere else. Fair or not, it's Dave Roberts is getting the brunt of it. Why don't the San Diego Padres ask the same permission that the San Francisco Giants asked for Bob Melvin for an interview. And the reason why I'm asking this is because, I don't know, the Dodgers could easily say, no, he's not going anywhere. That's it. The conversation's over. My question to you is, how does Dave Roberts feel to be the... Meat shield? The pinata after every year. This is your fault. You're doing it. The poll that I just mentioned, there's 60% of Dodger fans out there saying it's your fault. It's Chris Morales saying enough of Dave Roberts and breaking his bobblehead and everything else. Everything that the Dodgers do, the, the finger is pointed at Dave Roberts. We're having a conversation last week. Do we know how good of a manager Dave Roberts is? Or is Dave Roberts also just been given these unbelievable resources and anyone can go do that? The Padres seem to me like the perfect organization. Dave Roberts lives in San Diego. Dave Roberts, I think, went to school in San Diego. Vista I think High we said school. Vista High School and things like that. He's obviously has obviously has connections to San Diego. Why don't they put a little pressure on the Los Angeles Dodgers and maybe Dodger fans get what they want, which is a new manager? I I, I just look at Dave Roberts and say, here he is in a market where no matter what he does. It can't go right unless you win a World Series, which I'm not, I don't think he's shying away from that. I think he probably loves all those expectations. But if he left tomorrow and he went down to the San Diego Padres while Bob Melvin is going up to the San Francisco Giants, and who knows what happens with Gabe Kapler. You said Kapler right. that, that at least— they, they, He was a finalist for the Dodger job when it was open last time. I'm not saying everybody's we've got these musical chairs going on, but if you're the Padres, why not put a little pressure on the Dodgers and see how bad they want him as their manager? I'm glad you phrased it the way you did because they can't. They can't put pressure on the Dodgers. Dodgers don't care. They don't care what their fans think about this particular issue. They they don't care what the media thinks about it. The Dodgers very clearly have zero interest in moving on from Dave Roberts. Dave Roberts clearly has zero interest in moving on from the Dodgers because, to your earlier point, Al, 
If everybody's like, oh, my gosh, he did it again. What an absolute disaster. How could Dave be blah, 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 blah. At some point, if you're not making the decisions and everybody's calling you a knucklehead, you're going to say, guys, my hands are a little bit tied here. Whether you do it publicly or behind closed doors, you're going to put that out there. That's really never happened either. The Padres can't – they can say, hey, we'd like to – yeah, go pound sand. No. What if Dave Roberts says, I want to interview for that job? That's different. But if he wanted out, I think we would have heard things about this prior to this. It's an interesting idea. Can can I say a – But the Dodgers can't be leveraged in this department because they don't give a damn. And it's not leveraging the Dodgers. You're right, the Dodgers don't give a damn. It's literally not leveraging the Dodgers. But I think it's – if I'm Dave Roberts, this is just interesting to me. I live in San Diego. The San Diego Padres have an owner that's willing to spend money. There's a roster out there that was probably one of the most disappointing rosters in I don't know how many different years. Look at all the talent in San Diego, and I'm not going to get blamed the way I'm blamed every single year as a Los Angeles Dodgers manager. Is it not if there's any predicament or situation out there? Is there not at least a little bit of interest for Dave Roberts to say, that might be interesting down there? Maybe, but I think I'll use another analogy here he's both the dodgers to dave and dave to the dodgers they're so pot committed at this point that neither one can really say you know is this guy's problem they're both in this together they've both been in this relationship where it's you know symbiotic to the point where you know we're gonna collaborate on some of these decisions but when it comes time for criticism it's more you than it is me and you need to do this i think they both know that this will come to an end at some point. Obviously, it's not going to come to an end at the end of this season. He's going yeah. to be here for next year. It'll happen at some point. And then I think you'll get a little bit more of what you're talking about. But they're both they're committed to each other. For better or for worse, the Dodgers have no interest in moving on. And I've never, not not for one second, got it. And again, I, you know, I talked to some folks that know some things. Sure. Dave does not want to go anywhere. Dave is not unhappy with the status of this relationship at all. If He's you don't have any per- consequences, why would you want to leave? Because you're getting blamed for something you didn't do. You're getting I think demolished, is your demolished point. every yeah. day on the LA Times, on he, here, uh, by fans, everywhere. Yeah, but I do think that there's a certain type of person that's willing to be the man. I'll take the blame, and when it is my fault, I don't care, and when it's not my fault, I also don't care. That's, mm-hmm. that, that's part of the job. He's pretty Bye-bye. well compensated. He also gets a – you're talking about the roster in San Diego, and you're not wrong, yeah. but the Dodgers are always going to do everything they can to put together a, a, an A-plus product. Andrew Freeman runs circles around A.J. Preller, and, I'm and, not, and I'm not making that no, argument. No, no, I know, but just you, you're right that the Padres do have good players, but they don't have better players than the Dodgers, and if the Dodgers would ever fall a little bit behind, they'd fix it as quickly as they could. It's, it's kind of funny. There, other than I don't want the blame anymore, there's nothing in it for Dave. The – the, I, well, I, I think Dave could also. How many years have he been Dodger manager? Believe eight years. Eight, yeah. You can also walk away saying I'm. I won more games than any other manager in the regular season. Highest regular Highest season winning, winning percentage, percentage. That's what I meant. Yep. Real quick. Yep. Ever. Ever. Okay. <laughs> and whether Ever. whether you look, however you want to look at 2020, it was a World Series. He has a World Series under his belt as well. Is there? If he walked away tomorrow, I mean, yes, it is less than what he hoped to accomplish, but it's not like he didn't accomplish anything as a as as a as a Dodgers manager. Somebody on Twitter sent this out earlier and I think it's an interesting way to look at it. If you said, okay, you're gonna fire Dave Roberts today, the guy that you hire over his eight years is going to give you eight playoff appearances. You're gonna go to the World Series three times and you're gonna win one. You want that? Would you I mean Dodger fans, if somebody said 
you will get in the next eight years, yeah. you will make the playoffs every season. Mm-hmm. You will go to the World Series three times, and you're going to win one. You want to do that? Okay, here's my question. Everybody then. would say yes okay, to but, that. But here's, here's my <laughs> question to that. Here's my question to that. Then we're going to go back to, well, how much of that should Dave get the credit for? Because if I told you that a different manager is walking in yeah. and he has what Andrew Friedman's given him every single night or every single yeah. season, the the resume speaks for itself. But if I also tell you that the Dodgers won X amount of games every single year and this is what their playoff record looked like, you'd also look at it and say, yeah, that didn't go the way it should have gone. On the blame side, I, I've kind of moved on to it's their fault. Like the, the, the Ustedes, right? It's all of you guys. It's not just you or you. It's all of you. All those. <laughs> right. <laughs> that because you guys are clearly in this together. You you clearly you've put together a roster that was at least flawed in the postseason with the pitching and everything else. We could talk about that probably at some point tomorrow. And Dave's making in game decisions, if in fact he is, that are kind is of that inexplicable. Really the <laughs> well, <laughs> this is the thing. Andrew Friedman is obviously incredibly bright, right? He was a very intelligent man. But if the same question is the first question every single year. Yes, that's the narrative. And no matter how many times you tell us no, we still think yes. Because this doesn't make any sense. Because if these were exclusively his decisions... Well, and you've said that those are fireable offenses. <laughs> leaving Lance in, Lance Lynn in yeah. for home runs three and four was a fireable... Of- if that happened in against the A's in May, you'd be like, I got to think about firing him for that. That was that bad. It was just such a stupid decision that a guy that had given up at that point 44 home runs gives up number 45. All right, whatever. Number 46, he's got to come out. What if it came 47 down to 47 and 48? What if it came down? That's that was and the really last 49. That was the last straw that it happened in May against the A's. And like, that's it. He's gone. Good. Wait, all the other times. Then we know? finally got there, and we can finally finally do it. One more college football corner coming up with producer M. That's next. It's Travis Lee, seven ten ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. All right, so College Football Corner for this segment is going to be more about officiating than it is about either of these teams, okay? So just follow me with this one. So first up, we're going to talk about Minnesota and Iowa. So Minnesota defeated Iowa 12-10, to 10, which is a very Iowa That's score. That's the most Iowa score ever. <laughs> yes, but Minnesota defeated Six Iowa. 6 nothing, San Diego State, <laughs> Nevada. <laughs> but I'm going to play you, this is at the end of the game. So the uh, Minnesota punted to Iowa, and Iowa almost exclusively scores off of defensive special teams. So... <laughs> Uh, Minnesota punts the ball to Iowa. 
Iowa is receiving the punt at around like the 30-ish. I'm going to play the call in a second. But uh, the Iowa player is signaling with his hand, and he's saying, oh, the ball's going to come over this way. He's pointing to where the ball's going to go to, essentially telling his teammates, this is where I'm going to go and block for me. Okay. And he doesn't do the traditional wave off of the uh, Yeah, it's usually like catch. over your head. Yeah, mm-hmm. is where it should be. So I'm going to play this call of uh, the Iowa punt return. High end over end punt. Dejean not going to touch it until now. Little spin down the sideline. Got some space. Would have won the game. After reviewing the play, the returner waved his left hand, which is an invalid fair catch signal. Therefore, by rule, the ball became dead upon recovery. The ball be placed at the 46-yard line. Clock operator, please reset the game clock to one minute 33 seconds. 133, please. Thank you. All right. So, yes, they would have had the – Iowa still would have the ball with 133 left, but it uh, – you know, they ended up not winning the game because they weren't able to score because they because can't score in Iowa. <laughs> yes, because they're Iowa. They would have won that game if not. So, I'm going to go again to another bad officiating mistake, and then I'm going to ask you a question on the other end of it. But this is from a f- familiar voice. This is between Pitt and Wake Forest. Wake Forest ended up beating Pitt 21-17. to Bayer keeps it. He's got the first down. Slides. Oh, wait. Wait a second. He may have started to slide short of the first down from where he slid. Let's take a look. As the runner was short of the line to gain, it's fourth down. How close he was. So where does he begin his slide? Ooh. See, that's the trick, right? It's it always, it's always about where do you initially yeah. start to pull up yeah. and where that football is. All right, so let me set the stage of that, and also that was our own George Sedano on the call there uh, for the ACC action. So Pitt had the ball, and it was like less than two minutes left on the clock, so their quarterback runs, slides, thinking he has the first down. First down, if he gets the first down, yes, you ice the game, you can go and kneel it out, and you're good. Instead, they mark him short, Sure. even though he probably wasn't short, and uh, they... Do not convert on those. They give it back to Wake Forest. Wake Forest end up, ends up beating Pitt. So okay. it ends up beating Pitt 21-17. to 17. So these are two massive mistakes. Obviously, we saw some with the Rams, too, this weekend. Yep. It's two massive mistakes from officiating. And that's the worst way to lose, right? It, it, it is. It, it's because it's so unsatisfying. It doesn't feel like you lost. It feels like it was taken from you. And, and, and there's a huge difference between those two things. If you are an athlete, if you're a competitor, you're going to lose, and you're going to lose a lot. It's just, it's just the nature of athletics. You're going to get beat. But when somebody, when, when there's a rule thing or a bad call and somebody wins on a technicality or a bad call, that feels like it just got ripped away from oh, you, yeah. like you didn't even have a chance to compete for it, that some procedural administrative error is what pre- prevented you from doing it. Now, I have not seen the Pitt-Wake uh, Forest game you're talking about. But the second that guy starts to slide, it's where the ball is. It's not where his butt hits. It's mm-hmm. not where his knee hits. The second he starts to surrender himself, yeah. that's where the ball you know is. The you worst. need to put your face in there and go occasionally. Matthew Stafford did it yesterday with the Rams. That he got out and he was running for that thing. And you could tell, if I slide, I'm not getting there. i got to put my shoulder in and go. You can't do it a million times, but occasionally you got to stick your nose in there. And that dude the needed worst, to stick his nose in The worst part there. about it, he didn't need to slide. Like yeah. he, I just thought he was staying in bounds. So all he had to do, if he went, he could have easily. There wasn't 
I'm not saying there wasn't nobody around him, but he could have took another one yard, two yards. Let me just make sure. And then slid, and it got to that. Yeah. Yeah, but he wanted to stay in balance, keep the clock rolling, and yeah, it just ended up biting them. So, okay, can I just be a bad old man for a second? Sure. Stop him on the other side? No, no. Both of these are the results of them trying to protect players. Both of these admit the both of these calls are the result of player safety getting to the point where you can't hit anybody anymore. That a guy just barely moves his hand, we're gonna call that a flare catch because and I get it, you don't want to get a punt returner who maybe doesn't demonstrably signal enough. Because sometimes blown they fake up. it a little bit. They, they yeah. do. Oh, I've seen that, which by the way is genius they, to fake they, in the slide. Until you get one under your chin and you might get, get your one teeth under your out. chin. Yep. And the the sliding point, you can't hit a guy. So guys start pulling up, guys start sliding, that this is both weird calls in the interests of player safety i'm not saying that they shouldn't have them but both of those are the result of hey listen man we're trying to protect you help us help you not get your head taken well, off the only thing you don't want in a lot of these cases college of the nfl that's why when somebody barely hits a quarterback and you're called for a you know a rough in the passer that's what kills these rules because all you're asking for is that dude that connected helmet to helmet was a cheap shot, maybe took his entire weight down so that the quarterback is under him and he just pounds into the floor. There's a reason why you want those penalties. And in some cases when it's just so – it's such a light play on a quarterback, you're like, don't call it here. Those Those plays are not going to end up on my 35th wedding anniversary video when I go back to watch the most vicious hits of the 2020s. <laughs> they will not be in there. I watch the most gentle hits, and it's just setting <laughs> the, worst, the guy down. Yeah, the, the worst calls in the history of the NFL. Emily but, said something earlier about you think it's a better gig to be a head coach in the college game than the pro game. Yeah, because I think you have usually more leeway. You have you're the king of whatever town you're in for one. If you're if you're winning, if you're winning. and you have usually more stability like you stay a longer time in college football even if you're not as good because you probably lose a little less than if you did the nfl and the nfl really churns out people the the timeline i think depends on where you go right if you go to usc or you go to you know some of these other places that are the georgias of the world florida states like if you don't turn it around pretty quick they're going to move on yeah Here, here's why i i hear what you're saying and I, this is usually a, get big contracts they, they do but so do the, the nfl guys get paid pretty well too but here, here's why I tend to go the other way a little bit. You get adults in the NFL, right? I don't have to worry about you doing things that 19-year-old guys do that are dumb. I don't have to constantly re-recruit you every single season. I don't have to go shake some guy that owns a, a series of car dealerships' hands and make him feel like he's the most important guy in my life because I need him to build me a new weight room. The, the head coach is as much of a fundraiser mm. and a CEO and anything else and going in to tell this 17-year-old man, you're the greatest thing I've ever seen, knowing that he's not, but I got to make him feel a certain way to get him to come here, and he might leave in a year anyway. In the NFL, I got an X amount of money. I'm going to spend it this much. I got this. I don't have to go other than my owner and my general manager. I don't have to kiss any ass. I just have to do a good job. It's 9 to 5. In the, in the sense that it's kind of a normal schedule. I'm not on an airplane recruiting constantly. I I get the idea of you could get clipped at any time, and you're right about that, but not having to deal with knuckleheads and administrators and boosters, I would like to skip all there of is, that. There is something about, like we talked about it earlier, SC lost to Utah, so Kyle Winningham, I'll use him as an example. Winningham, I think, is in a situation where kind of owns – 
there aren't too many college situations like this. But the fact that he's a legend for Utah and that there is no reason for him to go bounce around and I'm just doing this to go get the next job. Or if you're in the NFL, it's you're a coordinator and then you become a head coach and then two years into your four-year deal, they're like, okay, you're out of here. And now you're – are you going to be one of those coaches that gets that other opportunity? Are you got to go be, be a coordinator first, then you get your second gonna opportunity. It's going to be a little bit of that. The, the, the college coaches – you're right of the – and it's it's a good way to explaining it. I got to go recruit every year. I got to go do this. I got to go do boosters, all that. asked all these people every day. But he's probably done this and is such a legend there <laughs> that there is a little bit of like, I'm good. Those don't, don't happen need, very no, they often. Don't, there, can't they be, don't. there can't be a handful there, there of those is not, guys. There's not many of yeah. them. But also, if you're good at recruiting, you will crush everybody every year. You'll have like one or two losses because the parity, the difference between a really good, well-recruited team and getting all the best players and uh, the another team is vast. In the NFL, it's so sim- – like you could be handed a bad yep. GM that gives you bad players. But also, another good thing about college football coaching is that you could be like – Jimbo Fisher and have a massive buyout yeah, that, that they just, can't but fire that's, you. But that's Jimbo Fisher just having a better agent than whoever the AD at AM was. That, that he just outsmarted that guy. There's a big buyout for Ed Orgeron and LSU, that, too. That's what I mean. These guys just have really Everything good agents that can take this stuff together. I don't want to have to tell some guy, well, why aren't you playing this guy? Because I'm the coach and you sell cars, dude. That's why. Stop, stop, stop telling me who I should play and who I shouldn't play. I do this for a living. I wouldn't tell you how to run your business. I would, I would lose my mind five minutes after that. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I'd much rather say, hey, you, you only won seven games instead of ten. You're fired. Okay, I'll go be a coordinator again, deal with adults all over again. Like That, that constant – imagine going in – I'm trying to think who this – oh, Ben Howland, the former uh, head coach at UCLA, told me this. He goes, man, you don't know what it's like having to go in there and tell these guys you know, ha- that – I have to pretend that you're the most important person in my life for a few minutes because I got to go make sure that I get the best players, like Emily's saying. Because if I don't, they're going to go over here and they're going to go over there. And then there's and no I'm, guarantee when they come in that he is the best. Player. Right, that none. He, he almost certainly won't be. Yeah, <laughs> there'll almost certainly be another guy out there that's that way. All right, hot and cold coming up next. It's Travis Lee, seven ten ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And it's not for the reason you think. It's not for him. <laughs> it's because yesterday was National Tight Ends Day. He had a good day, though. He did have a great day. I have yeah. him in fantasy. Got me 35 points. Thank you, sir. Uh, but uh, they released, the NFL released a tight end rap. And 
from the video that was released, it's made to believe that George Kittle is singing in this, but I don't know if it's for sure. So don't quote me on who's actually singing in this, but it does sound like him. So this is, they released a rap of Tight Ends, and I'm going to play it for you guys right now. We pivot, we catch the pass and we hit it. Just cruise, no gimmicks. We the tight ends, let's get it. Let's get it, let's get it, let's get it. We the tight ends, we need business. Let's get it, let's get it, let's get it. Block, catch, release, spike, and win. Y'all, we the tight ends, it's our day. So that's Kittle, allegedly? Please tell me that. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, take me. No gimmicks. More raps than catches. I didn't make up the stats. All right, so that is the in, in the video that's released. I have a bunch of the tight ends of the league that are featured in it. The tight ends are the closest group. I feel yeah. like of all the positions groups, they have tight end university and everything. So what's hot? Tight ends in the NFL. What do you guys think of that? That is going to age very, very poorly. It's already started. Yeah, like they they play this thing at Rams games. You've seen it, Em. The Ram It video from like 1987, where they go, "Let's ram it," and but they, they all, know it's corny. I know, they but know. so that didn't. It wasn't corny in the 80s. They were doing it for real. Wait, they, wait, wait. Was this? Is this the? Are the billboard thing of like over under 440 or something <laughs> like that? Is that what we're doing here? Is this this Ram It? But yeah. this, I think, the tight ends know this was corny. And Chris McCaffrey's in the car in the video, and like, why don't the, the running backs have a song? Yeah. Yes, they know it's corny, okay. and they're trying to have fun. Just that ram it. actually kind of hits. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's of its time. This has oh, a very 1980s sensibility time to it. Big 80s. Absolutely. I could like, see the video, and I don't even need to see anything. They're doing this a lot, Sleep. That- that makes sense. <laughs> and when they get rapping, they start rapping. They got like, oh man, it's, it's funny. It's a lot. It's but a lot. I I thought it's very it's very funny. Then the Titans have a good sense of humor. At least the 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 star Titans that we have right now, I think, have a pretty good sense of humor. Kelsey, who else is the next the next best in that? Kelsey Kittle. There's Kittle. Hawkinson. There's uh Dallas Goddard. Dallas Goddard. Uh, Andrews guy is really Ertz. good. Ertz. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we there's, need, there are some guys. We out need there. to get Higby in there. We need to get him <laughs> more, more catches. We need to do I'm something. I'm shocked Higby was not starting that song. Just got a new deal. <laughs> he should be in there. And now time for who's cold? The Pittsburgh accent. All right, y'all yinzers. Uh, I said that really poorly. So sorry, guys. But uh, so there is a video that came out this weekend of a official uh, calling a game. I believe it was high school. I'm not sure if it's high school or college, but it's in the Pittsburgh area. And he has a very distinct Pittsburgh accent. If you don't know what it is, here's what it sounds like. Five-yard penalty, still first down. Defense, number six, 15-yard penalty, the result, first down. First down. Face mask, defense. That penalty be assessed on the kickoff. The extra point is good. Still first down. 10-yard <laughs> penalty from the previous spot. The result of the play will be a first down. Replay first time. Sounds like a Saturday night. 15 yards live. from the end of the run. Bingo. First time. Personal foul. <laughs> defense number 58. 15 yards from the end of the run. Result, first time. First time. Five yard <laughs> penalty. Still first time. It's the foul, too, that got me. Yeah. I, okay. I don't know how I've made it this far in my life and have never heard a P- Pittsburgh accident. Uh, accent yeah. until just now. Did you know that was a thing? I did not know. Why doesn't down have an end? 
First da. Uh, no, it's dan. Like it's, it's like the first da. Da. It's D A H N. Yin's guys da. go downtown. Yeah. First da. <laughs> does like because look, I've heard a million different types of Southern accents. You yeah. know a Boston accent. Yeah, you know I didn't a know New that York either. accent. You know, know a Minnesota accent. You mm-hmm. know a, a Chicago ac- uh, accent. Yep. You know a Wisconsin yep. accent. Your you Belinda. know all of these things, right? That's uh, Costa Mesa. <laughs> That's a- Costa Mesa is where Austin Butler's from, and. It's a subsection of Savannah, Georgia. Memphis Street. I've I've never heard a Texas accent, a Texas draw. Like all of these places have these dot. I've never heard that. that. that That's That's crazy. It's a good one, too. Still first down. You should do it with your jacket on. (laughs) First down. Yeah, still first down. Yinzers? Got the foul. That means y'all yeah. y'all get a first down, Yinzers. By the way. <laughs> no, you say Yins guys. Yins guys got Yins a first guys? down. Yeah. Do they not have schools in Pittsburgh? Yes, they do. They have fine <laughs> schools in Pittsburgh. They have Carnegie Mellon. They have Pitt. They have uh, St. Scholastica, which is where my mom went to school, a Catholic school, and Yins guys got they to get educated. Enunciation and grammar <laughs> in these places. <laughs> but it's like it's almost like a combination of like a Chicago uh, like a Midwestern with a little bit of I don't even know what accent it's got. So there's a lot of Polish immigrants also in Pittsburgh. So maybe it's some Polish. Okay, I don't know. that all right. Two things. Pierogies. Two things I learned. Uh, last, are good. Two things I've learned so far. John and first down. <laughs> so, Five yard penalty, still first down. I, I I think I've mentioned you guys. I uh, my Bobby's girlfriend is in grad school in yeah. Philly, and so I thought I was going to lay some knowledge yeah, on him John? with the John. He's like, I've been saying that for five years. I'm okay. like, what? Like he goes, yeah. My, my, they, he saw it on like a TV show or something, and he and his. I'm like, how? Bobby was not impressed. He was totally unimpressed. Yeah. I heard more ridiculous slang this weekend in San Diego for Family Weekend than I thought it was even humanly possible. Just nonsense. Just absolute nonsense. Who's hot and who's cold is brought to you by NextGen. NextGen, the official AC heat and plumbing company of SoCal sports fans. Call eight three 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 NextGen or visit NextGenAirAndPlumbing.com. It's one of my favorite things. You guys know this. I love yeah. to use slang incorrectly. So I very aggressively used the wrong slang with Kelly's friends. And the looks on their faces were made my entire week. What? Can you give me do you I, have an example? I, I can't because I'm ba- I would basically just parrot what they had said to each other back ah. at them. So I can't even come up with the non- On God. On God, low key, for real, no no cap. Like, what? What? I love how you For just, real? and that's probably how you use. That was one full sentence right that, there. That was a full yeah. sentence. It's good. Like, low, like it's kind of low key on God. What? 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 It's I kind can't, of so I can't low stop key on God that. is that's it's on the low profile. It's like yeah, like not really, but yeah, low key. And then on God is like totally. So like you know, uh, I went to go see John and John last night. It's kind of low key on God. I, okay, I always thought sense. on God. <laughs> I thought on God was like I swear to you know instead of saying that. That's yeah, you what swear it is. on God. So you're okay. saying I swear no, it was low no key. Cap. It was it was L- a lot. Low key, that's sus. <laughs> yeah, sus. Sus is big. I can't stop watching that guy. I've told you about him, right? That like probably 35 year old, 40 year old, whatever he is, on Instagram, and he's pretending to be a kid in high school, and just the way he walks and everything, he's like goes to the, he's at the, I don't know where, like let's say he's at a Staples or something, and his girl is recording him pretending to be the mom. <laughs> And he's asking to get these pencils and this, and she's like, "No, he can't do that." He's like, "You tripping? You bugging? You this?" And it, and he's got. It's just so stupid, but it's hilarious. Every older generation makes from the younger. They all got them, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I'm sure I yeah. had them. Like we had, we had plenty of our own stupid yeah. stuff as well. But it literally is a foreign language. Oh, rad, God. totally. Rad, oh, rad. rad, bitching. 
Yep. That yeah. was another one. Yeah. On God. St- I still use key, every day. For real. Sus. No cap. Very sus. The dump is next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. All right. Stuffed crust pizza is back. And- Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, fools, you know the deal. 5 p.m. today, Niner fans especially. Niners, Vikings, Monday Night Football. Did you just I- uninvite Tiffany? Yeah. yeah. She keeps texting me, like, all these pictures of the Vikings. I'm like, She's in. No, no, she stays. She, she can't come. Uh, this, this guy's never been a bigger Vikings fan than tonight. <laughs> yeah. I, look, I just need him to get to, the points. They can lose. I just need him to lose by less than seven. <laughs> I don't really care. Uh, so, yeah, 5 p.m. today, Hollywood Park Casino, uh, Monday Night Football Watch Party, Niners, Vikings, and then you'll have a shot at a million dollars for a million-dollar Monday contest. I got it. Yeah, See, yeah, there you go. It only took yeah. three hours. <laughs> well, a whole week. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but today, 5 p.m., Hollywood Park Casino once again. Uh, let's uh, come uh, join me. Watch the Niners against the Vikings, and hopefully I win the week. You know, with a as, yeah, you're exactly. it, it'll either be you or me. Mm-hmm. If if Minnesota covers, then it's me. If San Francisco covers, it's you. Yeah. So once again, 5 p.m. Hollywood Park Casino. Eat, drink, and play. Okay, I got a quick plug as well. So we'll have the game seven tonight of yeah. the ALCS. It's obviously Astros and the Rangers. After that, where we'll the uh, Lakers talk tonight. So Lakers okay. talk will be a little bit later tonight, and then we also started today. Lakers talk daily back Woo-hoo. again on YouTube, so we'll keep could continue to do that five days a week. So just a heads up on that. Lakers season starts tomorrow, obviously. I'm excited. Yeah. Tomorrow night should be fun. Get should to, be fun. To get to play the defending Early champs. game, 4.30, I think tip-off. Okay. They're going to be the first game of the season, and then Golden State will play Phoenix after Ring that. Ring game, too, for Ring Nuggets? game, yep. That's yes. that's gonna They'll be get fun. Their banner up. That's gonna be fun. We'll talk a lot of Lakers tomorrow. Getting ready for the uh, the opening game. I want to go back to something you said, Slee. It's Game Seven of the ALCS tonight. It's Game Six of the NLCS as well. Um, Arizona, Texas, Philly, and Houston. The last four teams standing. One's going seven. One's going at least six. Right. Those four teams have fought like hell through this series. All four of them. Like it felt like Arizona was on the on the verge of just being flicked out. Remember in four game games. two they lost oh, 10 nothing? It was a joke. You're like, okay. When you look back at how quietly the Dodgers went and how the rest of these games have been played. Mm. And again, I my Dodger wound is still open. It's still bleeding. It hasn't yeah, scarred yeah. over. But you watch these Arizona could have easily rolled over and said, Hey, we got to the NLCS. We're so far above and beyond it's where we're supposed enough. to be. We we sure. house money for sure. They're still playing. I know. They're still playing. It's game <laughs> six and they can win tonight, you know? All right. Okay. And and and, and Texas and Houston, they're 
Every road team it's has won this game. It's been an unbelievable series. It's been a terrific series, and I can't root any harder against the Astros sure, than I am. Sure. But it's just these games are back. Altuve hits that home run in game, Stupid. game five. That was just Texas unreal. comes back yesterday. Everything. Puts up nine. And I don't really care who wins the World Series, if as long as it's not Houston. That's really my only priority sure. at this point. But watching the way that those teams are competing and watching how – and I don't want to make it sound like the Dodger players didn't care because I don't think that's the case. But damn if it didn't look like they didn't care. And it just went so quietly. No, there, there's a little bit of you get punched and do you lay down. And I felt like the Dodgers laid down compared to the other teams. I was talking to Greg this morning. Greg mentioned – you and Greg were talking about this last week, Bergman, right? You're mentioning last week. I heard you guys saying something about how he's not watching these playoff games. Yeah, right? like he just doesn't. It Greg just is a Dodger fan first, yeah, and then whatever else after that. So I I went to him. He was actually letting me know yesterday. He's letting Funches and I know. Hey guys, because it's going Game Seven, Lakers talk's going to be a little bit later. So I came in this morning and I'm like, bro, how good is this series? And I I, I know that he had said what he said, but I'm like, wait, so you're not even watching this year? Wait, wait, wait. We got Game 7 tonight. You're not watching Game 7? He's yeah. like, no. Yeah. I don't know where you are on that. Oh, no, no, I watch I, them. I'm watching these damn I, I games. I watch them all. I, I hate watch them, but I'm That's watching okay. them. That's okay. I'm, I'm yeah. with you. I'm still watching I love them. baseball. I love playoff baseball. The play, playoff and, baseball is as good as you. I think we, this was one of the questions. Like you're talking about playoff hockey, hockey. being at an event, you know, yeah. one of those. And it's so playoff baseball is freaking amazing. It, it's it's terrific unless it's a Dodger game and then it's quiet and it's moribund and nothing feels like it's going to go uh, that way. For you went to a hockey game this weekend. I did. How was it? It was fun. It was fun, especially against Boston. Did you go with uh, the family? I took Brenda, Maita, and then two of, her, two of Brenda's cousins okay. and their daughter. So we uh, we had a fun time. Do it you was, go a lot to hockey games? Uh, here and there. Okay. Yeah, we try to go. I, I, I try to take them out at least two baseball, two hockey, two, yeah. two or something. Uh, but there was a fight. Uh, during the game, uh, inside, like the on pool, the ice, the, yeah, exactly on the ice. And then at one point, Mike is like, "Hey, let's go get some ice cream." I'm like, "Cool, let's go get some ice cream." We're coming back after the intermission, second intermission, and then three minutes in the game, the you know crowd goes wild, and Mike is running, trying to, and she's gonna cry. I'm like, "What are you doing? What's wrong with you?" She's like, "I don't know who scored." <laughs> I was like, "That was cute. That was a cute moment." There's, she's concerned about who's scoring in the game now. It's super exciting, and the fights are nobody. Max used to say this all the time. Nobody gets up and goes and get a beer in the middle of a fight. Oh no, nobody. You, you, like, let's wait for this to end before we decide. Everyone's what we're on their do. feet. Yeah, right. Oh yeah, it's Everyone exciting. Yeah. And if your guy play. gets the better end of it, oh, yeah. the place goes nuts. It's yes. awesome. It All right, so this is news in the NFL. So Titans have confirmed that they are trading Kevin Byard, uh, All Pro defensive line, uh, player, to the Eagles, and then Tennessee gets Terrell Edmonds, who was featured in that video last week at the at the Phillies game mm-hmm. um, that he wanted to go in spirit. Oh man, yeah. So Terrell Edmonds and a fifth and sixth, fifth slash sixth in exchange for the all-pro safety. So someone's making moves, and it's the Eagles. The Eagles are going all in. That video of the two players at the Phillies playoff game. It was Swift and Edmonds. It was one of the sweetest videos I've seen. Two guys just having a great time, just completely comfortable, watching something that they didn't quite understand. Asking questions. But having a ball doing it. I I must have gone home and watched that another three or four times. It's just absolutely terrific. The Dolphins, who got beat up by the Eagles last night, they're going to be the subject of in-season hard knocks. So it was um, Cardinals last year. It's Dolphins this year. Yeah, I, 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 look, Hard Knocks is an iconic show. It kind of was a genre-defining show where they mm-hmm. kind of took you inside yeah. and all of these things. It's incredibly well produced. It's 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 well done in every possible aspect. I've seen it. 
You know what I mean? I, I that just feels like one of those shows that I I there's not a lot left unless there's some. I don't even want to say this, but like if they were there with the Dolphins last year with Tua having to go, like okay, that would be interesting. The decision making and his health and all this stuff, but just checking in again with guys at football practice just does not move. The me. only way I'm going to watch this is they cut a 30 second clip and it's I'm scrolling through Twitter and something's on there. That's it. They're like what though? Be, what are you trying to see? Like what would you like to see that would pique your interest? I can't even tell you what it is. I'm just saying that that's the only. It's got to be that simple. It's got to be right in front of me. It's got to be just part of my scrolling. Maybe something that went viral, whatever it is. But the fact that I would go and actually go see a Hard Knocks episode not going to happen. The last one I really paid attention to was the Jeff Fisher one when they came out here. The yeah, Rams me too. Out. That was mm-hmm. the last one that I was like, okay, I'm into this. And after that, I just because it's also out. the collapse of it. It's the all or nothing. It, yeah, it, it, and it was also there was a hook in that. That yeah. was really interesting. It was a team in the process of relocating to a different city. Yep. It mm-hmm. wasn't just okay. Here's the team. Here's the guy that's your star. Here's the guy that might get cut. Here's the head coach. Here's the owner firing people. And the introduction of Sean McVay at the end of that series. Sean McVay walks in, and it's you don't know what he's going to yep. be. And obviously, we yep. find out what Sean McVay is going to be later. But the end of that series, it's just you you see almost a glamour shot of Sean walking through the building, being like, "This is all mine." And then you see what happened. I think if they get rid of this. Hard, hard knocks one and they just give us sound effects because you know they have us that's a cool show that's a cool one yeah with just sound effects from the game and everything like we didn't hear from yeah. the bench mm-hmm. i think what, the- what is very cool i so i when i was an intern there i occasionally get to go shadow different people around the building so i would go and i sit in the sound mixers booth and it's like almost like this big amphitheater and they taught me about how they create the sound how yeah. they do the the pads hitting how they do the mic'd ups and that stuff that's really really interesting and that's one of the coolest things that i got to see there one of my favorite parts is when two guys on the opposite different teams yep. just stop and have a conversation with each other in the middle of the game there was in the moment the rams game yesterday where the steelers thought that they were going to get a first down on a holding penalty so they started moving the other way and the guy only one guy walked that way and he stopped and he's chatting up matthew stafford for a good solid 90 seconds i'm like I would love to know what they're saying to one another. There's also like a clip of like a, I think it's a Dolphins lineman, and he's like, ref, ref, a bunch. Like there's, there's stuff like that where you see the guys have a little personality that's always fun. The Eagles were four for four with the uh, brotherly shove last night. They are now 41 of 44 on that play. Um, I've changed my tune on it. I okay. thought that for a second, it's like, okay, you got to get rid of this. Here's why you don't. They're the only ones that can do it. They've they've cracked the NFL code. The other 31 teams have not done it until it becomes automatic for all of the teams, and now a first down is really only eight and a half yards. Philly's just got an advantage that they should not have to give back by a rule change. I, I didn't really pay too close attention. I knew it was going on, but when they played the Rams watching that game, like that might be the greatest play call in crunch when you need it most. You only need a yard and a half, yard, yard. Can't and stop it. It's actually funny. Towards the end of the game, you remember, I think they're trying to run clock, and it was like two yards away. Yeah, too far. It wouldn't work. It's too far. <laughs> it was the one yarder. The NFL London games are done for the year. I believe there's two Germany games coming up later in Do the season. Do you have one of them? Uh, Maurice Jones-Drew was on the pregame show with us yesterday, and he just got back. He was covering some of those London games, and we were yeah. talking about – I asked him, you know, do you think we're going to see a time where there's a team headquartered in London? And he said, probably not one, but what you might see is a division overseas somewhere where there's four teams. 
I kind of on board with that. You're not going to move four American teams overseas because there aren't four bad markets in the NFL. No, there isn't. Yeah. But if you could put a he team thinks in a whole division, whole division would... a London, a Paris, a, a Madrid, or Barcelona, or whatever, maybe two in London, two Munich. in Paris. Munich. Like you have a European division and they play each other, and then you go over and play road trips over there. It could work. And for the first time ever, it would actually be kind of an international game that isn't just yeah, a that, game here or there. That would be probably your only recipe to expand the game to make it truly international. Yeah, outside of North America, at mm-hmm. least, where at least you know football's kind of By the of way, common. the uh, flag football thing is going to be a big boost for the NFL, too. Can't because wait. everybody is going to be training, yeah. trying to figure out. And I don't know if – I know Tyreek Hill said, oh, I'm going to do it. Yeah. I mean, he'd be unbelievable. Let's go. Uh, but – I do think that growing the game internationally is one of the things that NFL owners want. And Sean Khan has talked about moving Jacksonville just straight up to yep. uh, London, and they would do really well there. It's long road trips, but that, they do really the thing. well. They do fine there, yeah. but they got to travel over here. And Kirk was telling me this too that the idea of I need to work a player out. Like for instance, if you're the Rams, I need a new kicker. Well, everybody's over here. I got to fly. I got to not yet, but oh, we got to fly Come guys on. out TikTok, for that. TikTok, let's go. Real quick, I got a question for you guys. Yeah. Upcoming flag football in the Olympics. Yes. You have the first pick in the. Let's assume they're doing it this summer. Yeah. Lamar Jackson or Tyreek Hill? Ooh. Uh, <laughs> I'll right? Take, I'll, very I'll, good piece of sound there. Yeah. Uh, I'll take Lamar. I'll take Tyreek. Yeah. I think Lamar's going to be a little bit of both. Nobody, yeah, right? yeah, but nobody can keep up with. Tyreek. No one could keep up with Lamar. Yeah, either. nobody could keep up with Lamar. That's true. I don't think he'd make a bad choice. But there. you don't need to necessarily, you can be, get passed by him. You just got to grab a flag. You don't have to bring him down, which is going to be a big back, thing. Yeah. But he, can, he, just, he also just needs to make you miss by this much, and yeah. then he's gone. By the way, there. that speed, trying to grab a flag. I can't even grab when nobody's moving. I'm like having trouble. Yeah, no, grabbing it's, the flag. it's hard. No matter what, yeah. <laughs> you got to loop them around the belt so the first Velcro doesn't come doesn't off. Go you got to really give them a yeah. Yeah. Not that I ever coached flag football and told my kids to wrap those flags. That definitely never happened. You know what we should do, Jorge? Some super crosstalk. I just realized something. What's that? You say you go to. I, I knew you have season tickets to the Rams. Yes. I know you go a lot. Yeah. But you go to every game. More or less. That's more impressive. Less, yeah. More. I don't go to preseason, but well, more or less. No, it doesn't there, count. Yeah. I mean, yeah. nobody pre-season. wants to go to preseason. Yeah. No. You never come by the pregame show. I never do. I just realized that in. in I the, don't even know where you guys. The, I listened to you on my way in. I have no idea where you're located. In you're the located. eight years that I have been doing this, yeah. you have not one oh, time yeah, right, come by you're in the tent and outside. just done a segment with us, kind of hang outside? out with us. Yeah, yeah. outside. I did we're, not know so, that. So you know, we're on the south end of SoFi, mm-hmm. right Which inside is the, big the gate. Park fountain. Area? It's by the the lake. Okay, we're on that side of the stadium by the lake, right inside the gate. Right oh, by the, the I'll, YouTube I'll, theater. I'll definitely stop by. That doesn't sound sincere. Oh, no, I will. <laughs> next next home game. He's going to send a point. text. You know he sent a text on the day. That, any other that, day. Yeah. Yeah, no, any- no, it was SC Notre Dame game where he's like, hey, that's too far. I'm not coming all the way that way. Yeah. Which, by the way, that's bad on a Saturday. If he's on the opposite side of the stadium, he's going to say, hey, this is but too far. But I have far. a feeling. I know where your seats are. Yeah. I, so you go right by us. It's not far. <laughs> it's not far. No, it's not. If, <laughs> if I don't stop by at some point, that is definitely on me because I know exactly where you are now. I'm and waiting, it's not that far. I'm waiting for you during the. Oh, I see Steve. Okay. All right, I see Steve. Steve. And I just see Mace like putting did, his yeah. head down. Did it ever occur to you to yeah. swing by? No, never <laughs> I didn't even. Think so. I didn't even know you were outside the stadium. Where did you think we were? I thought you were in the press in the box. Booth? Yeah. I thought you were in the in the booth upstairs. Oh, with the people. Oh, I didn't realize yeah, you were, we're the out people. There. They're very excited. Oh, I'm glad. I'm glad. And then you, I know you're at Hollywood Park afterwards. Afterwards, absolutely. Come yeah. by, have a drink, watch Eat, the game. Eat, drink, play. Eat, drink, yeah. and play. Yeah. Andrew Whitworth came by yesterday. I, I heard. There you go. 
big dude. He yeah, looks he great. He is a big man, yeah. He looks great. So which was more disappointing, Saturday or Sunday? Yes. Yeah, both? Yeah. Mm. No, that's an easy answer. Bergman, Bergman will tell you. We had our little pre-show talk, and uh, I was just pissed off the entire time. Everything Greg said, I was pissed off. Angry I don't want to do that. No, it's not that. <laughs> it's a stupid idea. Yeah, that's a stupid idea. People are ridiculous. I, the answer should be, I, if I were you, I think the answer is easy. Really? Yeah. Between okay. Saturday and Sunday. Yeah. I think you got to be more upset at SC basically saying we are we are no longer in the conversation yeah, that's of anything di- that's, interesting. That's really disappointing. That's really disappointing. And I the world has now shifted for Lincoln Riley. Oh yeah. On by the way, not necessarily fairly. I agree with that. Not necessarily fair. I mean, you know, there was it was a if you looked at that game on Saturday, okay. Caleb Williams did have the game in hand at one point, and if it weren't for that, Bear Alexander had a really rough game. But that 15 yards on that drive, he yeah. also had a, a uh, roughing the quarterback earlier in the game. I mean, to me, that's coaching. You know that that it's is discipline. It, it, it's it's discipline of making sure that your guys understand situational football. Yep. Discipline of understanding, you know, that your hit is not more important than the the team sure. and all these things. I yep. want to go back to something you said a second ago. Yeah, you said that they're no longer in it. I understand that at the beginning of the season we thought they were in it. Yes, because of Caleb Williams, because of SC. Right. right? Were they ever really in it? Like once you start to see them play, yeah, I think teams get better over the course. Uh, well, the, some teams. I, I get agree with you. They the get had they season. looked yeah. a little rough around the edges in week one. Not a big deal. As right. long as we're getting incrementally better, they never do, really. Do you know did. why they were out of it? The Arizona game. No. Yeah, that it, it took I agree me. With you, it Al. took me that many games. I agree with you. To say, uh, okay, I'll, go, I'll go back a week before. Even that college, when they gave up a boatload of points which you're to not, Colorado, you're not wrong on that. But if I'm just making a case, you're home against Arizona, and it took you double overtime, whatever it was. Yeah. It took you Arizona screwing up on on not going Multiple for two times. and just right, saying, right. hey, that one to me was wait, you haven't played a ranked school. You yet. were still sticking around. Yeah. So to me, that was. If you're going to be competitive over the course of a season, you got to have one game like that. Sure. You got to have one game that you somehow pull out of the fire sure. that looks like a disaster. And I thought that was that game. I didn't realize that Caleb Williams would fall apart at South Bend. And he literally did fall apart. It was not the defense, it was Caleb Williams. This particular game, um, I, I. Caleb Williams is missing, I think. Um, Jordan Addison a lot sure a lot they do not have a they did not successfully replace him they went into no. the transfer portal they got Dorian Singer from Arizona who was the second leading receiver in the conference last year and he has been a zero so yeah. far for USC I, I, I don't disagree Mason when you lose a first round draft pick at a position you're going to be missing that guy I, I he think made Caleb look really good last he, year. He did, but but Caleb is Still really looks good. Great. I kind of yes. go the other way. I, I think that they're asking Williams to do Everything. so much right. that when he's even a little bit off, the whole thing breaks See, down. See, I think – hi, Momo. Hey, what's going hey, on? Hey, Momo. Um, I think he – TV face today. TV face. Yeah, I, think he does, I think he does too much. I think he tries to do too much by, in a lot of cases. Not by design. This way, zinging the ball that way, sidearm this, jump shot that. I mean, he's trying to do all of those different things, which is increasing the degree of difficulty on his job. But Mace, can I ask you this? You got the game on Saturday is a perfect example. You're down two touchdowns, 28 to 14. You're in the fourth quarter. Yep. And 
this is kind of what Caleb Williams does. He takes over a game. He gets you back. He actually gives you a lead. You're up 32-1, yeah, sure. 32-31. And then I thought those shots were perfect of him sitting on the sidelines of like, we're going to lose again. I can't stop this. Yeah, I yeah. Can't, there's, there's nothing more He's that I can do. And S or SC is going to do whatever they do on defense. You're right about the the penalty was awful. But then a field goal goes in. They get their second straight loss. They lose to Utah yes. four times in a row. What more can the man do? Like that's my only thing. I lean more with Trav on this. What more can you ask from a player? Not much. And and I feel like he's delivering. It's not perfect, but he's delivering. But there's but a lot of other that pieces that are not delivering. Well, I, you said something interesting, Mace. That. The idea of Lincoln Riley being a little unfairly criticized, I think, is spot on because you got to go back to remember how bad it was with Clay Helton yeah. towards the end. It was a grease fire. It man. was awful. And <laughs> it because, was a mess. And because they they went from hey, this is a mess to yeah. hey, we might backdoor a CFP in year one to you have a couple of losses and you're in the process of building this thing. If you would have just said, "Hey, listen, we're going to get a little bit better each year," they just they skip like the first ten steps. They jump yeah, to the I end mean, of the Mace, line. And you're I one. think I got a plan for you. Oh, oh, you have a plan I have for a me. Plan. Good. I have a plan. Bring on the plan. So you are really good at giving this speech about overpromise, under. I mean, sorry, yes, underpromise, under over deliver. Yep. So boring. last year, essentially, they overpromised. They got. They gave you so much last year that you're like, oh, they're going to build on this. Caleb Williams is back. He's going to go back-to-back Heisman, the greatest quarterback ever. Transfer you're, portal. Transfer Lincoln portal. Riley in his second oh. year. Yep. You need Now, he doesn't talk to the media, right? I mean, he does like a little something. He does something, his little scrum, yeah. But he doesn't really try to bond with anyone here in L.A. That's like his M.O. He's kind of got his compound down there in Orange County. You probably drive by there, Travis, right? <laughs> and... You know, he's not trying to make any friends in the media with the way he treats them. But I think you might be the person who could get through to him, Mason. Because he won't really? see you as the media. Really? Oh, he'll see me as just, what, a fan? You're like radio guy. Radio You're like guy. fan guy. Yeah, I'm fan like, guy. Like, I bet you could actually give him some really good advice on how to handle this going forward. What would yeah. you tell him? Uh, I tell him, first of all, after a game, no matter if you win or yeah. you lose, yeah. your, Make players, your players available. Your players should a good be idea. available. A hundred percent. That, I think, is I think there's a little bit too much Mayberry in uh, in Lincoln Riley. Is it the, the I'm going to ban yeah. a reporter, the yeah. uh, bristling at any Dude, sort of criticism. this isn't Norman, Oklahoma. You don't have that kind of juice like, here. Welcome to the big city. Yeah. Okay, but with the yeah. whole yeah. Not Everybody make a, talks. Whether not, you want to or not, TMZ is going to stick a camera in your face. Not making the players available. Okay, let's say they beat Washington in a couple weeks here. Right. So now you want to make them available because yeah, everything's all won. great and dandy. Now you can go talk like to it looks, it looks stupid too when you make them available. Absolutely. Yeah. It does. It does. So that's that's one thing. One thing I would say is uh, you do need you do need, need a base of support in the media. And he's not been very good with the media. Well, you so need far. a base of support in the media, especially when you're not of that place. Correct. Right. Yeah. That, that, that he is a good football coach and he's had a success in Oklahoma. He's had a yeah. good amount of success here. But it's only because they've had success. He has no goodwill yeah. because he's been good for a really long yeah, time. Right. Or he's yeah. from the area or they built this thing up. Like when Pete Carroll got here, everybody went, eh. And then it's like, wait, they're pretty good. But he had the goodwill of, A, Pete was very media friendly. Yeah. And two, it was this build into this thing yeah. and he kept it open. He and, did have the and parties. And it's not even just the media. It's like your whole demeanor towards the city, like the connection with the city. Like everyone he brings in is just a transfer portal guy. There's yep. no development of players that stay there. You're not building right. a program. Who's just, Is it Malachi Nelson, the kid, the quarterback? that Malachi Nelson. Nelson yeah. that, because he's a local kid, yeah. you wonder if that – 
doesn't change a little bit if he becomes the guy next year. Yeah, that's a good point. I don't just, think just having, I don't think he's going to be the guy. You think he'll transfer? I think somebody's going to transfer in. May, so you think he'll be here? He was one of the highly recruited he guys was. in the country. One, he was. I'm told that he's been a little underwhelming. Underwhelming? Yeah. Wow, look at you with your sources. Got sources. Insider. Yeah, See, insider. he is media, Momo. No, he goes to the games. <laughs> <laughs> he hears things in the stands. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, he does. You got oh, I heard a lot Bob, about oh, Bob, Bob and Roel's got some yeah. good information. Yeah, Dude was hammered, but you should have yeah. heard what he said. Oh, we, we, we were having. Of, speaking of hammered. Steeler fans, well done, man. Oh, yeah. You guys, wow. they were drunk, they were rowdy, they were I Go think that stop. I think that was the most aggressive crowd we found. Wow. Had. Okay, just real quick, I want to top 3. The he said top towel. 3. There's oh. one other group of people that I think would give them a run for their money. We okay. saw them last year. Bills Mafia. Oh, oh Bills were yeah. <laughs> the, yeah. the, yeah. when the Bills big. came in last year, it was opening night, yep. it was Thursday oh. night, it's like Whoa! But there's something about those friggin' towels. Yeah, the, the yeah. Towel, Is that sudden, why the spot was so bad? Is that why the refs missed that? Still first stop. The yeah. towels blinded them. The towels. That was a terrible. That call. was a terrible By the way, spot. There, there was not interference on Witherspoon. No, it was, and it was interference. That was third and seven, right? It was, and it was interference on the previous drive on Puka, and they didn't call yeah. that one. Oh, right, one. I, the and grab down that, on Puka. Yeah. That would have been a first down to keep it going right there. There were three calls. All three went the wrong way. If you're a Rams fan, it's the towels. It's the towels, and it's maybe towels. we don't burn <laughs> yeah, timeouts in the third quarter every single week. Right. Well, maybe we don't burn one. Yeah, it every, every week. Every week, there's one in the first quarter, and there's one in the third every quarter. Every week. At some point, Stafford's late on the snap, or whatever that is. I don't think the play's coming in on time. And and McVay sprints to the to the ref and says, timeout. Every week. Timeout with six minutes left to go in the third quarter. Oh, that would have or... been so useful at the end of the game yeah. yesterday. It, you, so useful. It was one of those calls that, Sometimes you get that scrum. It's like, I don't know if he made it or not. It's a big pile of bodies. Kenny Pickett was clearly short of it yep. the second the play ran. Can't review it. He fell, it. kneeled down. Disaster. Done. Disaster. Yeah. You still sticking still with stop. SC? I think that Rams thing was far worse because they tricked me into it. I thought that they were going to kind of hang around 9-8. and eight. But they didn't have the expectations. No, but that's why it's worse because they suckered me in. So <laughs> do you, Wait, so are you calling it? They're okay. They got ten games left. Yes, they're gonna have to win six of their final ten to get to nine wins. Six to get to nine. Okay, so six and four. This six, is like a backwards. This is like a stumble into a tank. They, well, no, they're, they're not. They're not bad enough to tank. The NFC is also so bad. But who that else is? Who's got the worst record? Right? Is there anyone? Carolina, Carolina, but they don't have their pick. So I think right. I think Chicago Chicago's gets their got pick. Carolina's they won pick. yesterday. Yeah, beat my Raiders. Yeah. But I mean, they'd have to they'd have to almost lose the rest of the way, and they're not bad enough to do that. No, they're going to go four and six or five and five. I I really think that's what it is, and that leaves you at seven and ten or eight and nine. So where do you have them? You have them losing at Dallas, winning at Green Bay. How do you? I don't think they're going to win either one of those. I think they. You don't think either one. I think they're going to steal the Green Bay game. Yeah, Green Bay. They never play well there. Here's where they're going to beat New Orleans. They're going to beat the Commanders. They're going to beat the Giants. Those are the three I feel pretty decent about. So they need three more wins. You got Arizona on the road. So there's one. Okay. So now you got to find two more: Seattle, Dallas, Green Bay, Cleveland, Ravens. Yeah, Green mm. Bay and Cleveland are your only two games you <laughs> yeah, got a Green shot Bay, at. Green Bay, you got a shot at. Cleveland, you saw what the Cleveland's Steelers just did. Cleveland's kind of good. Cleveland's, yeah. If their quarterback plays even mid, they're tough By to By the beat. way, the craziest thing of the entire weekend, I think, of all the little video clips I saw on Twitter and what I saw, it was Miles Garrett jumping, jumping over, the line? over the line to block that kick. Yeah. I mean, 
That's an unbelievable play. You obviously did not see the video of me playing die at the San Diego no, State heard, Parents weekend. Now, were you, I heard you were terrible at die. It wasn't very good. I don't even understand the game. You throw it up in the air and then you catch it? I had never heard of it so until let's, this. So this I'll try a quick primer. Okay. You and I are teammates, Momo and Al are teammates. Got it. Okay, so draw a line in the middle of the table. Okay. You have a line. die, I have a die. Okay. One at a time. I throw my die as high as I can or as high yeah. as I want, and I need it to land on their side of the table and then fall off and hit the ground. Okay. okay that you got to try to catch it off the table. And they're trying to catch it. And then we go back and forth. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. And it's because it's a cube, so it takes all these crazy hops when right. it hits the ground. Oh, okay. It's much harder so to catch it. So it is a drinking game? Yes. You play with one hand. If you if I throw my die into your cup, you got to There's some elements yeah. to it. Yeah. It's a reason to be in the backyard and drink a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. No, I was going to do that. I'm usually very good at I was good at quarters. Quarters was my college game. Yeah. We're eliminating pickleball this year. No, I never that? did off the yeah. nose, no. And God knows I could have. I was going to say, you yeah, guys, this is yeah, a, this too a big of a bounce. Right here. <laughs> <laughs> Super Crosstalk <laughs> is brought to you by In-N-Out Burger. In-N-Out, that's what a hamburger is all about. See you tomorrow.